Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Simen Chav Zayin. We were in the middle of Sivav, which is the bottom of page Lamed Zayin, about to turn on to page 74. So the Mechaber says, if you remember from last night, we were discussing lefty versus righty. The Mechaber said that in Iter Yad Yamino, a lefty, Im osa komalachto bismolo meniach bismolo shu yamin shal kol adam. Basically, a lefty, if he does everything with his left hand, then he puts his tefillin on his right hand. And then we said in the Mechaber, Vim Sholeit Bishte Yoda, we're on top line of 74. If he's Sholeit Bishte Yoda, if he's ambidextrous, Minyach Bismol Koladam, then he puts his tefillin on like a righty, he puts it on his left arm. Vim Kosev Biyamino Ushar Komaisel Osa Bismolo. If he writes with his right hand and does all other activities with his left hand. O Kosev Bismolo, he writes with his left hand, Vishar Komaisel Osa Biyamin, and all other activities he does with his right hand. So Yesh Omrim Sheyaniyah Tfilin Biyad Shetash Koach Duboinin Yad Keha. Some say he does it with his weaker hand, even though he writes with that hand. Since it's his weaker hand, because he does all his other activities with the other hand, he puts it tefillin on the hand with which he writes. V'yesh Omrim, and there are those who say Sheyad Shekose Bohi Chashuva Yamin Loinin Zeh. There are those who say that the, the hand that he writes with is considered his Iker hand Lagabedis. And he puts the tefillin on the other hand, even though he does most of his activities with that hand. And the Ramah wrote, the Nohog, and that is the Minhog. So we started the Mishabura last night on the bottom of page Lamed Zayin. We read Sivkaton Chavbez, in which the Mishabura explains a few cases of lefties. Besides a natural lefty, he gave us three other cases. I'd like to go over those three cases and then see a small beer halacha on that. So in Sivkaton Chavbez, the Mishabura said, Even if he became a lefty by training himself afterwards, he was not born a lefty, he trained himself into being a lefty. He's still considered a lefty and he puts tefillin on his right hand. And then the Mishabur writes, and certainly the Kolshikin in Minashamayim Higiluhu, if from the heavens they trained him to be a lefty, the Hainu, Shenola Locholi Biamino, that he got some kind of illness in his right arm, Mimenu, and his strength was taken away from his right arm, and that made him into a lefty. Oh, or case number three, Shenikdalo Kaf Yodu Hayimonis, or his right hand got cut off and immediately became a lefty. And he had to do all his melach on the left hand. In all these three cases, he's considered a lefty and he must put it on his weaker hand. And in the middle case where he got an illness in his arm, on his right arm, and then he, he, got, he had a refuah shalema. And now he becomes ambidextrous. So he goes back to being like everyone else, like a righty, and he'll put filling again on his left hand. So if we look in the Bir Halacha, which starts on this page, on Lamed Zayin, the last few words, V'itir Yad Yimino, I want to just read a little bit of the Bir Halacha and then to get to an interesting note that, uh, from Shulma Zaman Arbach. He says, I am Mishabura B'mashik Asavnu, V'afivu Naseh. That's, look what we just read in the Mishabura, that even if he trained himself to become a lefty, Kain Kosav HaMogin Avram B'sivkot on Tes, from the top line of the Bir Halacha on 74, B'Shem HaMordechai. Even though he brings down that some argue on this, some argue on this fact that if you train yourself to be a lefty, you get a din of a lefty. And 
And therefore we come out that if a person trained himself to be a lefty, he still gets a din of a lefty. Umashika Safti, and then says the Biallah, that which I wrote in the Mishabura, the Kolshikain Imina Shamayim. Certainly if from Shamayim he was forced into becoming a lefty as a din of a lefty, Kane Kosava Dogum Mirvava, that's what the Dogam Mirvava writes, the Bazek Kuli Alma Modan Dinasa Itter. If Minashamayim he was forced into being a lefty because he got a disease in his right hand, everybody agrees that he gets the din of a lefty. And then the Chavetz Chaim himself in the Mishabura made the jump from the Dogum Revava. The Dogum Revava says if Min HaShemayim, he got an illness in his right arm, he becomes a lefty. And the Mishabura made a jump and said certainly if his hand gets cut off, not certainly, but who I did, the same thing applies if his hand gets cut off. And if you look at note 26, there's an interesting note. Uh, that it's not necessarily so partial with the Mishabura saying. Because the Dogum Revava says if you get an illness in your right arm and it becomes weaker, so you become a lefty. So the Mishabura makes a jump and says, if your hand gets cut off, if your right hand gets cut off, you also become a lefty. Says Revava, even though there would be room to say in the understanding of the Dogum Revava, maybe only someone that became weaker in his right arm, he got an illness in his arm, that's when he becomes a lefty. He no longer has the strength in his in his right arm. Which is not the case when a person gets his hand by his wrist, his hand is cut off. He still has the strength in his right arm. This he can't use it, he doesn't have a hand. Maybe that wouldn't be the same way. Maybe only when he loses the koach in the right arm, that gives him a din of a lefty. That's what the Dogam Rebav is saying. The Chavetz Chaim is taking it a step further and saying, who I did if his hand gets cut off? Even though over there the koach is still in his right arm, he just can't use it because he's missing fingers. So it's a jump. But says, the Shlomo Zalman says, even though it's not so posh to make this jump, but Mikomakom Sobra Mishabura, the Mishabura holds it, that it makes sense to say, Shekeven Shemaloso Shamayim. Since the Maila of the one who was trained in Ashwain to be a lefty, he bekach, Sheinu Yochel Lachsur Ulisragil Matzavah Akodem. Lomaisi is unable to use his right hand like he used to, so therefore he loses the status of a righty. Memela Abdino Shalmisha Nikta Yodo Kane. So to someone whose right hand is cut off, he also gets the status now of a lefty. Lefish Afu Eno Yochel Lachsur Lomatzoha Kodem. So I just thought it was an interesting note. The Mishnah says it as Dabar Pashit that if you lose your power in your right hand, who I didn't if your right hand is cut off, but there is a svar to be machalik. That's what Rashom Zalman is pointing out. The Mishnah holds it's not a chilak, but there is room to be machalik and say that that's a jump and it won't necessarily apply if your hand is cut off because you still have the power in your right arm. Let's go right there in the Mishnah in the last line on page Lamed Zayin. So we said in the Machaber that a lefty who does komalachto bismolo Says the Mishabura, who had been afilu rak rov malachto. It's lav dafka that he has to do all of his work with his left hand. It's enough that he does the majority of things with his left hand. Then he's meniach bismolo. Says the Mishabura, it's the kodmul chavdalad. We're on the top line in the Mishabura on 74. So let's say a person who's taka left and he's supposed to put the tefillin on his right arm. The imhinicho biyamino. If he put it on his right arm, meaning his, his stronger arm, meaning he put it on his left arm. Which is the left arm of everybody else. Even with the Eved, you're not Yotze. So whatever arm you're supposed to put the tefillin on, if you're a righty and you're supposed to put the tefillin on your left arm, and you put it on your right arm, you're not Yotze even with the Eved. 
if you're a lefty and you're supposed to be tefillah on your right arm and you put on your left arm, you're not yotzei even with yevet. That's very serious. Says the Mishnah Vaikris if katan chof hey sholek b'shtei yadav. We said one who is ambidextrous, he's able to use both hands equally. We said you put tefillah on your left arm. It's referring to a person who does all jobs equally with his left hand and his right hand. But if it's easier for him to do many activities with his left hand, even though he also could do those activities with his right hand, just he's better with his left hand, that's not considered ambidextrous. If a person is better using his left hand, he could also get by with his right, but it's not as good, he's a lefty. Only a person who is equal in both hands, that person will give him the status of a majority as a righty and he puts full on his left hand. But if his left hand is better than his right hand, even though he can also use his right hand, he has a bit of a lefty and he puts his full on his right hand. Says the Mishabura Vaiter in Zivkotan Chavvav, Going on the machlokas that we had in the machaber, one who writes with one hand and does most of his activities with the other hand, we had a machlokas. The first shita says, you go by the majority of activities. The second shita says, you go by the arm that he writes with. So this point of the mishabura is jumping in on the yesh omrim shianiach tefillin biyad shetash koach. He puts the tefillin on the weaker hand, which is the hand that he writes with. Says the mishabura, ratzalomar, diksiva ein lo shum maylo mishar melochi yechidis. According to this opinion, writing has no, no more favoritism than, than batting in baseball or any other activity that you do. Writing does not have any more koach. We go after the majority of the activities that he does with each hand. The fact that he writes with his right hand, but he does everything else with his left hand. That person, according to the first opinion, gets the din of a lefty. Writing is like any other activity. It doesn't carry any more weight. However, according to the second opinion, as we saw the Yesh Omrim, we said the hand that you write with is considered chashuva, that's considered the more important hand. And on that, the Mishibur writes, Why is it that the writing gets more chashivas lafi, the second opinion? Because the Pasuk says, Ukshartem, and then Ukhsavtem. Mashma that implies the Ba'oso Yad Shekoseba, that that hand that he writes with, Tzorich Likshar Esatfilun Al Hayad Shekinegdo. You have to tie the tefillin with the hand that you write on the opposite hand. So if you write with your right hand, so you have to tie your tefillin with your right hand onto your left hand. That's what we learn out from the Pasuk. Miu, kishel, here's a very interesting chiddush that the Mishabura says. So you would think that we just go by the way he writes. doesn't matter whether he trained himself or he didn't. But you see an interesting chiluk here. The Mishabura makes a little twist over here. Miu, however, if he was not born that way, we're talking about a person who writes with one hand and does all his other activities with the other hand. So in the second opinion, we go by the hand that he writes with. But if the person was not born that way, for some reason he decided to train himself to write better with his left hand. But he was born a full writing, writing and all activities with the right hand. He trained himself to write with his left hand. So now Lamaisa, he writes with his left hand and does everything else with his right hand. But it was because of his own training. Ushar Maisa Osim Biamin and all his other activities he does with his right hand. Yaniach Bismol Koladam. He should put his foot on his left hand. Even though he writes with his left hand, he should put his foot on his left hand because he doesn't naturally write with his left hand. He naturally writes with his right hand and does all other activities with his right hand. He only trained himself to write with his left hand. We'll see that doesn't count. We'll see why in a moment. 
and therefore he will put his spoon on his left hand. Says note 25. What's the reason for this? Again, we said before that if you train yourself to be a certain way, a lefty, then you have a din of a lefty. So why over here would be different that if you do all activities with your right hand and you train yourself to write with your left hand, you still have a din of a righty. What's the difference? So, says note 25, The Mogan Avram explains the reason. Even though the Ramah came out at the end, the Ramah said, that we know like the second opinion, that it goes bust of the writing. If you write with one hand and you do all other activities with the other hand, we go bust of the hand that you write with. According to the Bach, one who writes with his left hand, and he does all other activities with his right hand, there is no machlokas in that, in that case. So the Bach argues with what we're saying over here, and the Bach is of the opinion that if you write with your left hand and you do everything else with your right hand, we go bust of the majority of activities according to everyone, and you put full on your left hand. The ode, and furthermore, also there's a machogas aposkim with one who trained himself to write against his nature the other way. So Therefore we should combine together these two tzadim. A, you have the Bach, and B, you have the postman that say training yourself to write doesn't help you. We should rely on in such a scenario. And we go back to the first opinion of the Machaber, which is we go after the hand that you do most jobs with. So that's what the Mughal Avram explains. That's why over here, if you're a full righty, you train yourself to write with your left hand, you're still going to be considered a righty and but full on your left hand, even though you write with your left hand. And that's because we have the Bach, who says that you go bust with the majority of activities according to everyone. And B, some say, and we actually saw this in the Biralacha, that training yourself, it's not so pushed. Even though Mishabura put it down, it wasn't so pushed. Many Muslims say that training yourself doesn't work. It goes by your natural tendencies. And therefore, this person was naturally a righty, even though he trained himself to write with his left hand. He still gets a bit of a righty, says the Mishabura, and he will put fillin on his left hand. Says the Mishabura Vaitar, when the end of Sikadon Chavzayin, V'odom she'ein yochol lichtov, a person who is not able to write at all, lukuliyama azlinan basar sh'ar malachos. Then according to everyone, we go after the other malachos, be'ezayad sh'osa osam nikri yamin. Whatever hand he does more things with, he's considered to be that his ikr, either lefty or righty. So again, if you can write with one hand and do your malachos with the other hand, then we have a machlokas, assuming you didn't train yourself to write with a different hand. But if you naturally write with one hand, do malachos with the other hand, that's how we have the machlokas and the machaber, whether you go bust with the majority of activities or you go bust with exiva. But if a person who doesn't write at all, then it's pashit, you go after the hand that he uses for most activities, and that's, that, that's the din that he, that he gets. And the Mishabur then says in Zakad Machav Ches, that is the minog ayin biralacha. Okay, let's go weiter in Siv Zayin. In Siv Zayin, the machaber says, even if a person has a wound in the place where he usually puts his tefillin, he still should put on his tefillin. Because there is there's room on the arm, on the proper place to put two pairs of tefillin. Because the bone that's closest to the armpit, meaning up here, the heart, between the elbow and the armpit, like we discussed already from the halfway point 
and downward towards the elbow is the makom of Anachas Tfilin. And therefore the Mechabi is talking about a case where you have a wound on your arm, but it doesn't obviously cover your whole arm. Therefore, just because you have a wound on part of your arm that is below the midpoint, there is makom on the arm, but below the midpoint till you get to the elbow or a little before the elbow where it's still allowed to have tefillin, there's a place for two tefillin. And therefore, just because you have a wound in one little section there, you still could put tefillin on the other section because there is a place for two sets of tefillin on your arm. Let's see the Mishaburi explains in more details. Arakuvado, we said from the midpoint of the biceps until the until the elbow. Like we discussed already a few times, it's Lavdafka, it doesn't mean all the way down to your elbow, it means down to where the biceps go while they're still uh, still there. So there's still some area that it's raised above the bone. Not not mamish on the elbow. But if his wound, again, the Machab was talking about a case where the wound was from the halfway point and down, but it wasn't all the way down, so you had room to have the, the wound and have the tefillin in another place which is not on the wound. But says the Mishabura, if the wound taka goes from the midpoint of the biceps all the way down towards the elbow, so then you then like we learned earlier, we had the Gura and others that said that you could put fill on the biceps even on the higher part, even above the midway point. And if you can't fulfill the Mechaber and the Ramah to put it from the midway point and below, you can rely on the Gura and the others and put it above. In note 31, he points out, It's earlier that you also can make a Bracha when your Tefillin are in that place when you're satisfying the Gura. Says the Mishibur Avaiter, Vimamake Gedola, if the wound is so great, Umitstar Banochas Atfilin, and it causes you so much pain having a Tfilin on, Potter Milhania Khatfilin Shayad, you are Potter for putting on a Tfilin Shayad, Afivul Nishalom Wakum, even if you are left over, you have a place that you can put a Tfilin, but if it's so painful, you are Potter from putting on a Tfilin. In that case, you would only put on the Sharosh, you would not put on a Tfilin Shayad at all. Okay, like we learned earlier in Simon Chavav Ayin Shom, Vayimashik Asavnu B'Sifei B'Sifkotan Yudches. So that's the Mechaber in Siv Zayin. Now let's go right there to the Mechaber in Siv Ches. Says the Mechaber in Siv Ches, Orech Ritzua Shalyad. How long does the Ritzua of the Shalyad have to be? So the Mechaber says the length of the Ritzua Shalyad is, Kedei Shetakif Es Hazroa, V'yikshor Mimenu HaKesher, it has to be long enough that it can go around your arm and you could tie the knot there to keep to keep it in place. So you have the knot tied and you have the the ritsua going around your arm to tighten the bias to your arm. The timotach at etzba imsois. And then you have to be able to stretch down the ritsua to reach your middle finger. The yichroch mimena al etzbo shlosha krichos v'yikshur. And you have to have enough area in the ritsua to wrap around the middle finger three times and, and to tie it. And therefore, you do not have to, as we learned earlier already, the Sama'akiv, the Krikos that we put around the arm, and Sama'akiv, what you have to have in the Ritsua is enough that you can go around the, the, the arm and tighten it with the Kesher, and then to pull it down to the middle finger and do the wrappings around the middle finger, that's long enough for the, for the Ritsua of the Shayad. However, it says in the Makhabi, the Minog is to wrap around the arm six or seven wrappings. 
And then the Ramah ends up and says, "Ve'ein luchro charutzua al hatitora kedei lachasko al hayad." But you should not wrap your ritzua around the bottom part of the bias. The titura is not the not the bigger part of the bias, the lower part. So you shouldn't wrap it around the lower part of the bias to tighten it to your arm. So let's see the mishabur now, beginning in Sifkot and Lamid. The Ramah says that you should not go over the ritzua, you should not go over with the ritzua on the titura to tighten it to your arm. We'll see that in the mishabur. Says the Mishnah, we said you should extend it down to your middle finger and go around it with three wrappings. Two on the bottom part of the finger. And one wrapping around the middle finger on the middle part of the middle finger. Some say you should first do the one wrapping around the middle part, the middle section of the middle finger. And then two wrappings around the bottom part of the middle finger. So you're doing three wrappings, first one around the middle section, and then two more around the bottom section closer to your hand. And as we know, these wrappings that we do around our finger is done after we put the shalrosh on, right? We put the shayad on, then we put the shalrosh on, and then we do the wrappings around the finger on the shayad. Then the Machaber said, that the minog is to wrap around the arm six or seven times. Says the Mishabura in Sifkotan Lamed Aleph O Shiva, Vanana Ginon Shiva. Our minog is to make seven wrappings around our arm. Vaayan Bishai Chuva Shemasik Dein Lasos Elu Hazayan Krichos Rakal Hazroa. The Shai Chuva comes out of the Maskona that you should make the seven wrappings only on your arm, between your elbow and your wrist, on the bottom part of your arm like we do. Now like some people do, that they do three wrappings above the elbow, and then four wrappings below to get to seven, the minute is to do all seven below the elbow like we are knowing. Even though some people do more wrappings on top, but even those people have seven wrappings below their elbow, that's what we do. And then we're going back on that which the Ramah said, You should not go over the tefillah in order to tighten it onto your arm. Because you already were mekayim the kshartim, the tying of the tefillah, by the ritzua that goes through the passageway, through the mavarta, through the little tunnel in the tefillah. That's ready enough for the kim of ukshartim. Just like the Tfilin Shorosh, which is only tightened through the Ritsua that goes through the Mavarta, that's what tightens it on. And you don't need an additional wrapping above the Tfilin, just like you don't have such a wrapping by the Tfilin on the head. The Kavan She'ein Mitzvah Klal Bakricha Lochein Ein Lahanicha Al Hatitora Sheishba Kedusha Yosem in Aratsua. And since the Kricha is not really a mitzvah, it's only a minug, therefore one should not do any wrappings of the Ritsua over the Titura because the Kedusha is much greater on the Titura, which is the bottom part of the, of the Tfilin. It's a much higher level of Kedusha than the Ritsua, so it's not proper for the Ritsua to be going on top of the Titura. And now we're on the top line of the Mishimura on page Lamed Ches. Those who have the minug to put on the tefillin shalrosh before they wrap it on their arms. As we discussed earlier, the Mechaber says, right, you put the tefillin shalyad on, then you put the tefillin shalrosh, and then you do the wrappings around the arms. And then we saw in the Mishabura, we saw the, the Arizal, 
and others that said for different reasons that you should do the, the wrappings around the arm before you put the Shoroshan. But here the Mishiru is going back to the minute of the Machaber. And, uh, and like we sort of, Moshe Feinstein was knowing that way as well. Those who have that minog, that they first put on its fill in Shorosh before they do the wrappings around their arm. Shorosh. He says those people, they have to make sure that their fill in Shalyad is going to stay in place. So temporarily, when they're keeping the tefillin shalyad in place while they're putting the tefillin shalosh and they don't do the krichos around their arm, so then they can taka, go over the titura, go over the tefillin, the bottom part of the tefillin, to keep it in place temporarily while they put the tefillin shalyad on, tefillin shalosh on, so the tefillin shalyad should not move from its place. But afterwards, even they should take off the wrapping around the titura and wrap it around the arm without going over the tefillin. We saw earlier that some of the custom we discussed that they wrap it around the arm a couple of times to keep it in place. They don't do this, but the Mishabura here is saying that if the minig is to put on the tefillin shayad and then the tefillin shayad before you do any wrappings on your arms, then temporarily you could put the ritzua over the titura to keep it in place while you put the shayad on, but then after the shayad and you go back to do the krikos around your arm, you should not have it still resting on the tefillin, you should take it off the tefillin and just be on your arm. Umisha bate yodav tsaros. But a person who has very narrow arms, and therefore his tefillin are, are moving around when they shouldn't be moving around because of the shape of his arms. So so that person also can go around the titora with his ritzua to keep it in place, to strengthen it, to keep it in its place. So even though we see that you shouldn't do it, the Ramah says not to do it, but again, if there's a reason to do it, to keep it in place, to, to fulfill the mitzvah properly, so whether it's temporarily to get the shalosham before you do the wrappings around your arm, or if you're a person who has a, a shape of an arm where it doesn't stay in place properly and you need to do it to keep it in the right makom, so there is room to be lenient to go around with the ritzua around the titura. Let's just read one interesting note over here. Uh, note number 30, which is interesting, back the page before. Just an interesting Shaila, a person who has a, a tattoo in the place where he's supposed to be putting his tefillin. So as he pulls his, his sleeve up, he has a big tattoo on the makam where he's supposed to put his tefillin. It's a, it has on it, it's an inappropriate tattoo that he has on his arm in the place where he has to put his tefillin on. And he can't get rid of the tattoo. So, even though it's a, a shtick of disgrace to put your tefillin on such an area. You still have to put the tefillin, some of this on your left arm, you still have to put the tefillin on your left arm if you're a righty, even though you have the tattoo over there. That's your weaker arm. That's where you have to put the tefillin. The afim hoisuk soves kaka zua kolakiboras, and even if the tattoo covers his entire bicep area, halo yeshmokum bezrola niel state tefillin. Lumaisa like we just saw before, there is a place on the arm where you could rest two pairs of tefillin. Ulafikach efshel lachasos chelak godol mimenu beofen tmidia yidei ordak. So you can permanently cover with a thin layer of. Uh, of ore, of leather, whatever this is, a thing covering that can cover most of the area. So you can cover your arm in some way, just to make sure that you leave open a little place where the tefillin can go. So he's basically telling you that there's no way out of putting the tefillin on that area, but you should do your best, I guess, to cover the tattoo as much as you can, because there is a larger area than necessary on the bicep. So just leave the area for the smallest pair of tefillin you can put on, and the rest could be covered with a permanent thing, that you have a, a thin 
cover of ore that will cover up the tattoo. Right, he says you can't, you can't take it off. Just like we saw yesterday when you have hair placed permanently into your head, so it's not a chatzitza, so this is on the skin and you can't get it off. So it's not a chatzitza. I think he's just talking about it this time. It's pushing embarrassing in shul. So he says you could try to save yourself embarrassment by covering most of the area. All you need to save is a little place you put your tefillin, but there's no other way. There's no heter. In other words, what he's saying is there's no heter that because of the busha, therefore put tefillin on the other arm. As we saw in the Mishabura, that if you're a righty and he's supposed to put tefillin on your left arm, you put it on your right arm, even with the other you're so there is no way out. You have to do your best to the situation that you are in with the tattoo. We'll stop here and we'll continue with Hashem tomorrow night. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics or to hear an eon shear on any daf in Shas, including Mara Mekaymas on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.